The new Chromecast with Google TV is here, and I give you my impressions. Hey, welcome back to the podcast, and here we go. I don't want to wait, I don't want to say. Welcome back. My name is Charlie Maverick. This is the Mavcast. Of course, you know that by now. Thank you for taking out time from your busy, busy schedule. Hectic, I'm sure, because today is one day before the 2020 election and things might be crazy right now. But hopefully when you hear this, things will be great. So you guys relaxed, chill, how you feel? It doesn't matter who you vote for. Well, (laughs) it's a matter of opinion, of course, but go vote. I had a debacle and you know with my voting situation but that's a whole nother show but we're here today because i think it was a good time to talk about a new streaming device that uh just obtained and um i think it's a good idea to kind of give my thoughts on it because of the fact that we may be stuck at home for a while with this pandemic looks like the world's shutting down over in Europe uh, with another wave of the pandemic. So we might be stuck at home binge watching TV again. So with that said, uh, I'm going to give you my thoughts of the new Chromecast with Google TV. Now, I tried to record this a couple of times with Harry. It didn't work out so well. And you know, I just want to say over the past couple of, I would say the past few attempts of trying to record content virtually, meaning like on a conference call, voice over internet call or something that resembles a WebEx or Skype, but I don't use either of those, but something like that that's tailored for podcasts, those have crapped out. And I do record I do record the audio for my podcast and edit, do all the editing on Soundtrap, which is a Spotify property. And even that was crapping out. So, you know, I guess the universe is like, Charlie, you need to talk on your podcast by yourself for a while and we'll figure out the universe for you. I don't like that type of response from the universe, but... You got to roll with it and I got to get content up to you guys so you guys don't forget about the show uh, because I love that you guys listen and you know even though you're not commuting back and forth to work well some of you may be but a lot of you like me are working from home and you still listen to the podcast you're still finding time to listen to podcasts even though you're not commuting in the car but even if you're commuting Thank you for taking out the time to listen to the show. A little disclaimer before the topic gets rolled into this podcast. I'm recording in the kitchen again. I actually like recording in the kitchen. But disclaimer with that is um, my lovely dog may want to come in and out of the house. So I may be uh, taking a few breaks with this recording. You know, transparency is everything, right? So... Let's get into the topic at hand. 
shall we? So, we knew this device was coming out for a while. We, we did. It's not a surprise. Google leaks at things all the time now before they do give, uh, you know, product announcements, official ones. Sometimes they leak their own products, which is kind of fun to me. Because a few years ago, that would be looked upon as you're burying the lead. And why do I say burying the lead? Yeah, um, it's a term in journalism that's used. I mean, it's a part of pop culture a little bit more now that you bury the lead. You, you, you're kind of giving the meat of the topic before somebody has a chance to tell their story, which they dedicated a whole bunch of time to formulating you know the words articulate this this big this picture paint this picture for you and you just like gave the the minimalist headline of the story like oh uh, you know person gets hyped up then everything goes downhill and you're like you just you just stole my thunder it's like that that was looked upon as uh negative back in the day a few years ago but uh, um google has Taking full advantage of that and said, hey, let's, we're not going to be able to avoid these leaks. Remember when the Apple leaks, when Steve Jobs was still alive, Apple leaks came out, you're like, oh, you know, you're burying the lead. Oh, you're killing my business, you know, but it builds hype. And now the product announcements are more like infomercials, especially in 2020 now with, you know, you can't have live events. So I guess it worked in Google's favor to kind of have that you know, behavior in there to expect them to leak stuff before a product announcement because you already know about it. You know all the details. You're just seeing a really nice commercial. So that's what happened this year with Google. And um, they came out with a new Chromecast. And I know Chromecast has been out for what? 2012, 2013, 14, something like that. And the thing about the Chromecast that I did love, it it gave you the ability to, to cast content to your screen without, it gave you the ability to make your TV smart without doing like a, a whole bunch of overhead, right? You didn't have to buy this expensive thing to play content. Not only drawback was you had to use your phone as the remote with this, and it, it, it wasn't super widespread. Now, iOS or Apple ecosystem users, you guys would know this kind of thing, this casting action, more in the line of AirPlay with Apple TV and such, right? You'd know that. Same principle, different architecture, but same principle, right? All right, cool. So it was out for a while and I used it. I had all the generations of the, um, Chromecast and I liked them. I even got the recent one, which is the Chromecast Ultra. Why did I do that? Okay, so I wanted to see if the Chromecast Ultra played better quality HDR codecs, you know, quality um, on that device rather than my Roku. Cause I had, I'm, I've been in Roku for a while now, a few years. I watch YouTube TV on there. 
everything. And, um, you know, I, I, I just needed something that resembled Roku, and I, I love the Chromecast so much. I just need a remote, right? And sometimes you just need a remote. So, that Chromecast came out. And here's my feedback on it. Man, all right, look, look. If you're gonna be home, which we're probably gonna be home, certain places will be shelter in place. If you're looking for a streaming device to get into either cutting the cord or just doing more Google product stuff, and you want a good upgrade to your Chromecast that you probably already have a Chromecast laying around or something, in a drawer or something, you're like, I don't use this because I need a remote. Now you have a remote. I get this. Let me let me tell you why I think this is a great device. I'm not not paid by them. They're not a sponsor. Actually, no one sponsors the show, which enables me to buy my own stuff, keep it, and then give you my honest feedback. So first is cost. And compared across different products, out there that you can use for streaming, I would say this is a very, very competitive price at $50, $49.99 to be exact. How does that compete with other stuff? Okay, so let's take Apple TV. You're probably gonna get an Apple TV 4K that plays HDR. These days you need that, right? You gotta have that. A lot of people have HDR, 4K HDR TVs. A lot of people don't, but hey, if you got one of those TVs, guess what, you probably should get a device that streams 4K. Apple TV is over $150, hands down. Great device, but it's a lot of money. And you know, for people that wanna kinda try out cutting the cord and not a lot of overhead cutting the cord, it's a low barrier of entry, lower, lower barrier of entry than Apple TV. Let's talk about the Roku, cause, you know, been a Roku for a while, right? As I stated, Roku's great. The highest price Roku I bought was $80, and that's the 4K HDR. Actually, I take that back. The highest price Roku I actually have is built in my TV. I'm not gonna tell you the price. You don't need to know that. It's a lot of money. Okay, it's a lot more money than the Apple TV. It's built into the TV though, but technically that's a Roku. Anyway, um, and then you have different versions of the Roku, which come down all the way to, ooh, goodness. They do what, $30? I'm pretty sure on Black Friday, probably $20. But, you know, they have tier of capabilities and all that. What Google has essentially done is turned, they, they had, before this, two different products. The Chromecast, which does 1080p max, maxes out at 1080p. Then they had the Chromecast Ultra, right? Okay. Regular Chromecast, what we call the OG Chromecast now, it's about $30, right? Again, it's probably on sale somewhere. They're keeping that one. The Chromecast Ultra, I just told you I bought not too long ago to get that, because you know, to see which, which type of content plays better quality. That was like uh, 70-ish dollars. I can't remember exactly. 
this one was more like um, this. This device that has a remote and plays more formats of HDR, which is high dynamic range. Whew. This is $50. $50 with a remote and it has Google Assistant built in. So they keep, they replaced the, the Ultra. And I only know that because I thought they were going to keep the Ultra, which I really love. And you can play Google Stadia on there, which is their cloud game streaming service. Um, what was I going to say? This, this, this device does more. They got rid of it. Okay. So I remember what I was going to say. They, they went, I went on the website and I wanted to see what the price was because I wanted a ethernet adapter, uh, for the Chromecast with Google TV, the new one that went on there. I'm like, hey, where's the Ultra? So the Ultra's gone. So they got two products now. So the top tier one is technically the Chromecast with Google TV, which is $50. You can get like a $16 Ethernet adapter, which still puts you at a lower cost under the, you know, the say bye bye device of the Chromecast Ultra, which actually came with a, a Ethernet adapter uh, built into the cord, which is cool. But you know, it's still low price and you got a remote. All right, so cost. I, I talked a lot about cost right now. And I think cost is important to talk about in the midst of a pandemic because a lot of people are still without work, furloughed or unemployed, and there's no stimulus still. So not everybody's living their best life. Gotta say that. Gotta keep pointing that out. So, if you're out there trying to get something to cut the cord, to lower the barrier of entry, to get to cut the cord, which people want to cut the cord now more than ever because of the pandemic and get locked in these contracts with these cable companies, you got to get out as soon as you can. Got to do that. If you're looking for that, you're going to try to get this. Now, do not let me omit the 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 elephant in the room and the probably the Chromecast's main competitor, which is the Fire TV. I would probably get hate mail if I didn't mention that. Um, which this actually compares to that mostly those line of products mostly, but again, Apple uh, not not Apple. Um, Amazon is kind of like Roku that they have different tier of products. You go low, low, or you can go high, you know, quality, over $100. You know, they have a cube, they have a enabled soundbar things that do the, the TVs, and so does Roku. So they have a lot of different products. Google will have two. But in terms of cost comparison and the maximum cost of entry, barrier of entry, $50. Well. $60 if you add on the ethernet adapter, which you technically don't use. You don't need to use because if you have good internet, you're going to get faster speed than actual adapter. Why would you get the adapter though? More consistent, you know, download streaming speeds rather than random buffering when you have someone else in another room that is streaming and by an off chance, it might diminish the quality of your 
playback. But you don't know unless it happens. But I like to be future-proofed here. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? All right, so that is the cost for the new Chromecast with Google TV. I think right now is a good time to take a break. You guys go make a sandwich. And I'm gonna come back and talk to you about the features and why I like it. And we're gonna wrap this up pretty quickly so you can go buy this thing back so we talked about cost which is a pretty big thing when trying to buy something you want to know how much it cost and that kind of dictates your total holistic outcome of what's the features what does it have do I really need it is it an impulse buy or do I have to make life decisions especially now in this pandemic <laughs> So let's talk about let's talk about the first of all the remote. All right, so let's talk about the features that this thing has. I'm not going to do a full review, but I'm trying to give you my impressions of why I think this is the best streaming device out right now. So this remote mainly resembles what I think is a Roku remote. Getting different colors, fine, but the the main end all be all thing what this does is it gives you Google Assistant in your hand and Forget about controlling just your TV, whatnot. And if you ever had a Fire Stick and you used um, the uh, Madam A, which I'm not gonna try to, if you have Alexa, I'm sorry, I just did it. <laughs> if you have those smart speakers, I was trying to avoid lighting them up and listening, but is just take my word for it. If you use the, the fire devices before in the voice commands, it's kind of like that. It's it's also basically the same difference as using a Google speaker versus an Amazon speaker. Night and day, you know the voice assistants are very prevalent on those. Uh, Apple TV has Siri. Hmm, whatever. I mean, take what you want from that. It's great for TV stuff, but as a smart assistant different right uh roku has um no voice capabilities i didn't find it as good for everything that i wanted to do uh so the most similar here would be the fire tv remotes because it gives you that voice assistant which not only you can not not only allows you to control your tv but any smart home connected device that you have to that assistant it will allow you to control those like lights, thermostats, you know, all of that. So I really like that. That's the that's the main thing I love about this remote. I mean, it's a remote. It does stuff, right? So let's move on uh, to the actual user experience itself. Uh, and this is kind of going to be very subjective, but but what I would say in terms of user experience, the 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 UI, you know, um, user interface is more similar to Fire TV again. Um, but the, but the thing about it, which I like more than Fire TV 
is the fact that it doesn't push promotions in your face with Amazon stuff. Now, I will say that you will see promotions from, I wouldn't say promotions. It's not heavily, heavily pushed at you like Amazon does their stuff on the Fire uh, OS. But with Google TV, you will get some stuff from YouTube, like free movies or whatever they think you might want to rent. Um, you will get recommendations from apps that you don't have an account for, which is cool because they're trying to sell you that. That's kind of like an ad, um, but it it's not, you know how Google does stuff. It's not really an ad, but it's really an ad, right? It didn't look like an ad and you don't know that you're being marketed towards unless you kind of are used to that identification of, of things that companies do to you. Um, but it doesn't feel like it. It just feels like, hey, you're presenting all these things that you think I want to watch. You don't know if I have an account for this or not. So you're not trying to be what people think as Googleish and knowing everything about me and just pushing things that you know, accounts that you know I have, right? They do things that are more popular. It, it kind of, it kind of replicates more of a Netflix feel of how they pull in what's you know their recommendations or YouTube God, God, really really come on guy really Charlie YouTube's great at recommendations <laughs> I think they probably invented it <laughs> video content recommendations pretty sure they invented it anyway um, yes so it is the best interface um, ease of use I think it's pretty easy to pick up and use um, Roku might be the easiest. Now, the thing that the thing that I don't like about Roku, which I didn't know I didn't like it this much until I moved over to Google TV, is the fact that you have to go into each and every app to see what's available, rather than Google presents it in front of you, kind of like. And I, I don't use Apple TV, so I'm not I'm not going to speak towards Apple TV. So it may or may not do this. So I'm not I'm not talking about Apple TV from a software perspective. Talk about hardware, maybe, but I haven't used it, so I don't know about the quality. Okay, you pay more for it. You might have an outstanding quality. Harry uses it. He raves about it. However, and this might be slightly bearing the lead for a further a future conversation that we might record. He still thinks Google TV is better than Apple TV. So I'll take that word as the gospel in that area. But the user interface is so much easier to, to use and it makes you want to watch stuff. It, I never used a device that makes you want to watch TV as much as this does. This makes you want to go down rabbit holes. And let me tell you why. I talked about the voice assistant and the ease of use just now with the UI. I'm talking about, I'm looking at gummy bears on Disney Plus, I'm looking at He-Man, Transformers, the old one, Heathcliff, the cat cartoon, not Heathcliff Huxtable. Actually, I, I was looking at the Cosby Show too, but I was doing that before I got Google TV. Anyway, it makes you want to go on these rabbit holes because the search, the voice search is so good because it's Google and um, it just pushes things at you. And here's the thing though, 
a lot of people don't know about Tubi TV, uh, which is basically kind of like Crackle, if you ever use Crackle, which is a kind of like a Sony streaming service, but it's free. Just like Tubi is free. Um, and you only have to give an, a, you know, create an account if you want to like have like a watch list or anything like that. But um, basically, it, it, it shows you, it pushes a lot of content at you from Tubi. And Tubi is free, so, I mean, watch it. Now, the only thing about Tubi that you gotta understand is they probably don't have the newest, most high quality, and that's subjective also, um, or highly promoted or box office movies. It's more older stuff and, and some, some um, what we call homegrown-ish type movies, like you watch on a Sunday and just be like, I'm just killing time type stuff so that but uh recommendations is awesome watch list is awesome it actually lets you do that from a google search search in a show like let's say 24 click that watch list button goes all the way to your tv click the remote boom what i also like about it uh the google tv and the the hardware itself uh of the chromecast is that you can use it just like a Chromecast. What? What? Which is great. What's the other players as uh, saying that uh, all the other device players, you know, do the same thing to an extent, but nobody does it like a Chromecast, which will allow you to kind of like do AirPlay type stuff. It still operates like a Chromecast, but it has a remote and it has a user interface, which is freaking awesome. Now, I already did a review of YouTube TV, which I'll put a link to in the show notes. So I'm not going to go through um, YouTube TV because I've done that before and it hasn't changed that much in terms of the user experience. Some things have been tweaked over time, but I will say one thing, the, the integration between Google TV and YouTube TV is freaking phenomenal. And there's one thing I will point out, the guide that you get when you go on the, the live section of Google TV, it will give you a live guide from YouTube TV and it will tell you when an episode of a show is new, which if you've ever used Google TV in the past, that is a pain point to know what content on your guide is new or not. And then you get annoyed and you have to go into your library or such, have you, whatever rabbit hole you figure out how to find out if the content's new. You find out it's new and you're like, I had to do all that work. Now it's solved. What I think with this is you, it's like bread and butter. I don't like that term because I, 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 I eat bread, but I don't like butter with bread that much. Am I weird? Am I weird? Anyway, I think it's like, it's a perfect marriage between device to uh, uh, a, a live streaming service and a live streaming device, which streams other stuff other than live TV. Because it came from the same company, man, you would think that this would start the ball rolling for Apple TV to try to get into live TV rather than trying to be like Netflix or <laughs> D 
Disney coming out with something because guess what? Disney is the majority owner of Hulu and Hulu has a live TV service. And what can Disney do? Since they already try to bundle you in with Disney Plus, which I do and I like, by the way, um, they can make a streaming service, a, a streaming device. It probably won't be as good as what we have from the Google um, TV with the Chromecast because of the voice search and all that incremental, you know, device improvement over time and everything that they've learned over the years. They did it, Apple, if I may say so. They kind of came into the game late with the remote, but it made a damn good product. And I would recommend this to anyone. What is the device that you recommend to anyone that's trying to uh, cut the cord or, or do more streaming or improve their experience? Chromecast with Google TV. Quote him for saying that. <laughs> that's all. I mean, that's it. I, it's... It's a minimalistic type remote that is familiar. It works with your peripherals, which I mean like your sound bar and stuff like that. It controls the volume, has mute button and all that. You can control it with your voice. You can control your lights and everything else connected to your own with the remote. Actually, you know, and it works. I don't know this about Fire TV because I I haven't used my Fire TV in a few years, so I have to crank it up to kind of figure it out. But I've noticed, even with the TV off, I'm pretty sure Fire TV does this too, because it's a fork of Android, that the voice assistant works with the TV power off. Cool, right? That's awesome. Anyway, if you worry about video quality, video quality is awesome with this thing. Um, as I said, I love my Chromecast Ultra, which I've only had for a little bit of time, but man, man, I think it was something like psychological. I was like trying to compare it to, but the Chromecast with Google TV is better. It's a better product. Is it worth the upgrade? Yeah. Yeah. Especially during Black Friday. Don't miss out on Black Friday, man. That's what it, that's what everything. Um, I mean, I would honestly say this is safe to buy as a gift for people, especially, and this is a really thoughtful gift. If you know someone that subscribes to YouTube TV, it's a awesome, awesome, awesome gift to them. It's easy setup. They won't call you for tech support super easy setup might get them into getting smart home products because they'll get the Google assistant. They can play music through this thing. It has apps like Spotify and all that. And Hey, if, it, if nothing else, nothing else from what I said of what I said, from what I said, well, convinces you and I'm not really trying to sell you on it because I don't get any kickback from it, so it doesn't matter to me. But there's one thing I will say. This has a native HBO Max app. And then you hear the people putting this thing on pause while they say, shit, 
and then they go run to Best Buy and get one because they're like, I don't have to go jump through hoops to watch <laughs> HBO Max anymore. No people. And thank you for listening this long into the recording. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, you you know your your true listeners is when they kind of like mention something to you. You know, my friends listen to the show. Some of them, and some of them would text me sometimes. Be like, hey, blah, blah, and they mention something that was at the tail end of the show. That's how you know. That's how you know people actually listen. If they can, if they can bring something up that happened at the tail end of the show, or just random spots of the show, because I whatever that's how you know huh thank you first five minutes of the show is i mean it's gonna give me a a count for a play but did you really listen and i feel bad for doing that the podcast you know sometimes i listen but i don't really listen that long and it's not that i don't like it it's the fact that let's say Devil's Advocate, right? No, I'm not saying, I'm not, whatever. I'm saying, whatever. Um, start listening and somebody calls you. And you just never go back to it. Well, that happens a lot. <laughs> You're like, what, what was I doing? And you're like, and, and it, it's like, I was in the mood to listen to that podcast. But goddammit, now I don't want to... I don't, I don't feel like listening anymore. What, 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 what else is out there? Then... Maybe start listening to FM radio or, or Sirius XM, whatever. And you never come back. But eventually come back to the show, but that, that episode is like, woo, gone. Anyway, tangent. <clears throat> you know, you listen to the show long enough. That's what I do. Thank you very much for being judgy. Hmm. Anyway. Yes. Two things with this. <laughs> HBO Max is native on this thing. And the Google TV and YouTube TV integration is spot on. Now if you if you ever if you use YouTube TV, you should totally get this. Hands down. If you know someone that has YouTube TV, you should either either buy this for them as a Christmas gift or whatever version of the holiday gift giving uh, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah I, I honestly, that's all I know I'm not trying to be an ass that's all I know That's the, I, don't, I don't even know Kwanzaa that well to be honest over the past couple of years I really kind of learned about Kwanzaa but not much still I mean, forgive me I mean, come on. Forgive me? Anyway, so if you know someone, just either buy that for as a gift or tell them to get it on Black Friday or at the Christmas sale or Cyber Monday or whenever the hell they see a sale, get it because this is an awesome device. I mean, I really gotta say this. I mean, hmm. I replaced two of my major Roku's for this. Will I replace all my Roku's? Nah, because I don't watch TV on, I only watch TV on primarily two TV's. The bedroom 
TV does have Roku, but I mean, it's just for like white noise in the back and just light. You know, you know how people just have the TV on while they sleep, kind of calms them and feels like, you know, whatever. So it's not like we watch TV, watch TV in the bedroom, but our TV watching experience has greatly improved. I mean, <laughs> I can't stop going on these rabbit holes every other day or every day of old shows that I want to watch. And my wife is like, oh my God, here we go again. I'm bad. She's like, you're bad enough as it is watching old stuff that we already seen before or old stuff before that came up before we were born. And now you're just killing the shit. Run out King. I'm like, yep. That's who I am. I can't help it. I really can't. I really try and goddamn I fail every time. I do. But I'll tell you right now, this this uh this Chromecast is a winner. Winner winner. What is it saying? Winner 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 chicken dinner. Anyway. Go out and get this thing, man. I I, I really like it. Uh I approve. Mm, call this a review if you want. I'll take the review out of the title, that that word out of the title. But I mean, these are my thoughts. You know, I'm not a journalist by any means. I'm not a tech blogger by any means. I am not in broadcast journalism. That was not my major. It was actually psychology and I work in the tech sector of the hospitality industry right now. If that even makes sense. How did I get there? Hmm. But <laughs> but I I feel that I should be as a regular person. As a regular person. Coming to you, give you my thoughts. Kinda like a YouTuber. Um what am I a a uh an influencer? Side tangent for a while. Thank you for listening to the show this long. Um, but the product, rev- product impression review, whatever you want to call it, is over. Just a little, just a, just a, just a little moment as I say something here. Um, we're always trying to tweak things and make it better content in terms of format and layout and whatever you want to call it for you the listener uh, and sometimes it's a little bit more polished sounding than things need to sound and then i have to revert back and say hey i'm a real fan of traditional radio and you guys can get this information from anywhere anywhere everybody and mama has a podcast baby but you obviously know of me enough and and trust me enough to give you information or you just like to hear me ramble around topics enough to listen to the show whichever it is i thank you but i had to just chill out you're not getting kickback you're doing this for fun entertainment and passing on knowledge to people kind of like posting on the uh on the facebooks and twitters but i don't do that and I think, um, I think it's kind of giving you more of a greater context to things and with the nuances and all that, if you hear my voice and you don't need to see my face. I mean, I'm, 
sometimes I think I'm photogenic, but sometimes I think I'm not. But I am a fan of old school radio, and that's the format that I think works better for my delivery. However, if if you feel that, and 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 before I say that, I want to have a good balance too. So. You heard more things polished in the past and more things kind of laid back, talk like this with the ramble and more kind of radio type thing. I want to give you both with a good balance. So give me your feedback. Leave me a voice message. Um, If you use Anchor, and there is going to be a link in the show um, for you to leave voicemail Anchor. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, But thank you for everything thank you for listening through this pandemic i i've been really sketchy with the schedule but gotta remember i'm not a journalist i'm not a youtuber i don't have a set schedule but whenever i'm inspired whenever i am inspired i trust that i trust you that i will at least attempt to get some content out to you and who am i um without you who am i with who who am i didn't make sense but i hope you got what i was trying to say who am i to exist as a content creator without you the listener that's what i meant to say (laughs) but you know tech is cool you know watching tv is great finding good stuff to entertain you is fine but never lose focus on the things that really matter and you guys stay blessed and you guys stay safe and I'll talk to you on the flip side. And uh, watch The Mandalorian. Things good, man. New season. Woo-hoo.